Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey everybody, Teresa here and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I have Donna Levine of the Donna Levine Agency up in New York and she is one of the women pioneers in the insurance industry. When she entered into the industry, there were so few women and she has done such an amazing job advocating working for her clients as well as women in the insurance space. So I am honored and privileged to bring with you today our interview and our conversation. She was just rocking and rolling and ready to go. And so as we get started, let's listen to what Donna has to say about being a power woman in the insurance. Well, and and that that was truly my comment. The bottom line is I was alone. And that wasn't a lot of fun because right. There was nobody to say, what do you think? Is this even close? You jumped in and thought, shit, I guess I can do this. No, I yep. what was I thinking? And you jump out and get out of the water fast. So it, it's, um, but that makes the whole learning process more difficult because it is truly trial and error. Yeah. And it doesn't have to happen that way now. No. And, and I, you know, as you talked about the podcast, that's been sitting there cooking in my head thinking I could do podcasts like consulting Mm -hmm. because it has to do with women creating a business and a life all at the same time. And, and dad goes home and has supper cooked and laundry clean. We go home and do all that shit besides. So, yep. and and I, I don't know that I don't know for sure that they appreciate it, and I know for sure we don't appreciate mm. how much we take on, and yeah. you just go faster and faster and faster until you're ready to have your head explode. <laughs> well, so because that's what it's like. Yeah. And what generally happens, and I raise my hand that you can't see is that you go and you go and you go and your body quits. Mm. You know, I had a heart attack, uh, got pneumonia. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's a plethora of things that I have gone through, got cancer. And the bottom line is, God said, you're not paying attention, Don. I have to hit you in the head with a large stick. Dunk. You go, what <laughs> the hell? Okay, boss, I, I, I guess I have to slow down. No, no, you're done. Yeah. I don't want to, be, don't tell me what you want because you're done. And and I can say that to you and I would bet a hundred dollar bill you have walked in them sneakers, chicken. Yeah. And and you go, but I, but I have this stuff to do. And he goes, and it'll wait. Because right now you're going to stay your hiney in that bed and you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. And and I will tell you that it's and it's funny because you think and I don't know about you. I can tell you about me. My strength of will is scary. It's just mm-hmm. scary. It always has. Yeah. Been. I will make shit happen whether you're ready or not. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
Well, here's the deal. As I was recovering from abdominal surgery after the breast and chemo. Uh, right. Okay. I was having an awful time with the whole recovery thing mm-hmm. until, until I finally realized that I had 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 five major surgeries mm. in 22 months. Oh my and God. I wasn't 60 anymore. What the hell do you want from your body? Right. Recovery. And God goes, uh, no, my time, not yours. Go put your hiney in a chair. And I, I literally wanted to, wanted to walk out to see my roses 150 feet from the front door, got to the corner of the house and started to cry because I knew I couldn't do it. Mm. What do you mean you can't? I knew I couldn't do it. Bottom line, I walked in the house and Tom said, so you're going to go look at the roses. What's the matter? Because I'm crying. I'm not a crier. I said, I can't do it. And I went and I sat in my chair and I surrendered. I cried and I said, okay, boss, you got it. Mm. I have done everything I can possibly do. Wow. It's not making a difference because it's not mine. It's yours. Right. So I spent most of the summer um, working uh, three or four hours a day because you have to show your face so people don't think you're dead. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the truth. And going home and sitting in the sun with my shirt off out at the cabin by myself, trying to pull my act together. Mm. So, you know, and, and all of us have been in that place. No, 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 we haven't. Oh, liar, liar, your pants are on fire. Yes, we have. And we don't, (laughs) And it's not so much we don't want to admit it. Mm. We just don't want to have to revisit. That's true. I, I'm, I, that's over my shoulder. And I'm through it and past it. And I'm moving forward. Yep. That's the kind of women that it takes to make businesses happen. Yeah. You can't be a weak sister, man. You got to toughen up your stuff. And, and you, have to know, you have to know what you want and where you're going. And you have to know that this is your place to be there too. I think there's a sense of self-confidence with that too, that especially because in the insurance industry, I think a lot of, especially women get in because we took it over from a family member. And I think for me, cause I, um, my dad was an Allstate agent and um, he wanted to go independent. So he had not compete. So I was a stay at home mom. My undergrad was elementary education, but um, I was at a season where I wanted to stay home with my kids. And he was just like, Hey, you know, could you go ahead and put your name on this real quick? And um, you can do it during mom's day out hours. And I was like, I'm sure I can do that for you. So we did it. And then from there, you know, I'm here 18 years later, you know, and now he's, pretty much retiring. But I know for me, I took a really long time taking that responsibility because I thought this was his because I thought I was just there to support him. And, you know, I think as women, we have to be strong. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that. Um, I didn't want to be that. Was it about, and do you know now, it was not a damn thing about what you wanted. Right. I had no control. It was exactly where I was supposed to be. And it took me a long time to get there, but once I embraced that, oh yeah, now now it's been it's been phenomenal. But it was it was not fun trying to figure out where I was supposed to be. Well, and and who did you battle the most with? Me. Who, did? who was that? 
So what yeah. do you look in the mirror and see? Sure. Yeah. But but that's that's the that's the interesting part of coming to terms with where you're going to go. And and you know you, I read through the questions and I worked on my little brain trying to figure out how the hell you answer them. And and what's funny is that we all have major aha mm-hmm. issues. And and I had an aha probably mm, 10 years ago, give or take, as I'm working marketing and I'm working all this stuff and, and it's not, it's not me, it, I'm making money. I, I, I didn't not make money. Right. I didn't grow exponentially like I was envisioning mm-hmm. that I would. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite figure it out. And then I had the aha moment. Mm. And my aha moment was really kind of amazing because what I finally realized, God did not put me on this wonderful planet to make a gazillion dollars selling insurance and taking care of people's insurance needs. God put me here to empower women. Mm. Now, when that full thought went through, I went, oh, holy crap wait, wait, that's not what I signed up for. And then you take a deep breath and go, well, well that's not a bad gig. <laughs> Nothing wrong right. with that gig. Right. Um, and, and so from that point on, I looked at what I did differently. Now, I still made money. I still, you know, I, I did... When you figure that it, that I had a, I started with an empty file folder and a smile, and I love to say that, and nobody told me it was going to be hard, so it wasn't, and I and I worked it my way, hmm. and and you know some years were not so great because there were family issues going on and people dying and your your hair was on fire and 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 dead, mm-hmm. and yet you still grew. I never had a year that I didn't grow, except 2010, which was the height of, oh my God, everybody lost their money. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and all that happened was that I didn't grow. Right. When you, when you talk to, and at that point I had been in Michael Jans's group. And so, you know, I, I knew a lot of folks, my God, they were losing their behind. Mm-hmm. They had gone from, you know, um, 15 employees to four. Wow. Holy crap. They, yeah. they, they lost their big boat too. And, 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 and I took kids in college and you pray for them. And mm-hmm. it, it was, and, and I, and I, and I hated the fact that I didn't grow, but I went, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I could do that. I'm okay. But like I said, uh, what I, what I realized and when I realized that it made, things so much different is that I I knew that the impact that I was having, whether it were women that I hired or that I insured or that I bumped into on the grocery line, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, it was something that Donna just did Donna and I just did it all over anybody who happened to be close. And, and I think it allowed me to let go of 
um, being afraid. Mm. I wasn't afraid anymore. And then you also reach a point in your life age-wise where you go, screw it. I don't care whether you don't, whether you like it or not. Right. I, I, you know, I would like you to like it because I'm Irish and I'm a pleaser and I want everything nice. But you don't want to kiss my Irish butt because I don't need to hear it. Yeah. It doesn't, I, I don't need, I will only take advice from somebody that I would want to hear it from. And, and I, it's like, why would I want to play with somebody that I, I wouldn't take your advice? Why mm-hmm. do I, I don't even want to hear it. So, you know, it's all, it's all in how you decide to process. So once I figured that part out, I still grew the agency. I still had a good time. But it, it it changed my whole way of operating. It released you, didn't it? Yeah. It, it, it made a huge difference because I looked at people differently. I looked at myself differently. And I, I never, I was fortunate. I never had to do the hard sell. I never had to do that. Buy it or don't buy it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or better than that, I really want you to be my agent. You don't want me, honey. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, you don't. Because I'm going to make you do it right, and it's going to cost you $400 more. $400? I said, because if you burn down today, you are losing your hiney. So mm-hmm. you stay right where you are. Be mad at that guy. I don't want you mad at me. And I will tell you that probably seven out of ten times, they paid the extra anyhow. You know, <laughs> I well, love that. Nobody ever told them that. That's all. Nobody awesome. ever told them. And one of the things that is so cool is that you cannot fake genuine. Mm-hmm. We know lots of people who try. We see it day in and day out yeah. in this industry. But you either is or you ain't. And yep. that's all there is to it. And and when you're not faking it. It makes all the difference in the world. You, and, and I laughingly say, I back them in the corner and they go, God damn it, how much more is this going to cost me? This <laughs> one, but you know I'm worth it. Okay, who do I make the check out? And, and, and that's, I, I used to say that, that's how we see this. Because I would, not, I would not steer you wrong. And the other piece is too that I was right there to beat on insurance companies and underwriters and claims people to make sure you got what you were supposed to get. Yeah. Not anything more. You're going to get what you're supposed to get. Sometimes getting what you got coming to you is not always the best thing, but when it comes to doing insurance the right way, it usually is. Right. You know, so I had a, I had a client last year, halfway through my last year. And, uh, She'd been away. She had had people come and go. Uh, so her house was being checked. She had a um, water heater blow gasket and blew it for nine days. Oh, my goodness. She had a beautiful lake house. $92,000 worth of damage. That started out, wait, that started out with, well, she's only got $20,000 worth of mold. That's all she's getting. Wow. And I said, I don't know who you are. And it's quite obvious you don't know who I am. When you get off this phone call, go ask anybody about Donna Levine. 
I said, here's what I want you to understand. The only thing that made the goddamn mole happens to be the water that pumped through the house yep. for seven or eight days. Yeah. Now, I do believe there's a lot of water coverage on that policy. And you guys are right up. Well, I'm going to have to check with somebody. I said, you do that and I'll call John. What do you mean you'll call John? I said, I've been around a long time, sweetheart. I know who he is. I remember when he was an underwriter. <laughs> had a claim. So I, I, I'm not screwing around. Right. She got $92,000 and her house was returned to beautiful. That's awesome. Boy, that's, that's what we do. What, why yeah. we do what we do. And that's what so, it's all about is taking care of our people, you know? Yep. And, and, and does she think I walk on water? Oh my word. Yes, she does. Well, because what changed, well, what's funny is they changed adjusters twice. They had an adjuster come in and he said, well, hey, we still only got 20,000. I went, no, 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 that's not going to work. They changed adjusters. The adjuster came in and he said, we've got this. You'll have to, you'll have to move out, but we've got this. Boom. They did it. So it was one, two, three, four. So wow. uh, in the scheme of it, well, that's one of many, but in the scheme of it, that was one that could have gone sour. And and the sad part is, if I wasn't the agent, or it she, was dealing, she was dealing with somebody not as knowledgeable, or who didn't know where the bodies were buried, yeah. <laughs> could have, well, it could have blown right up in her face. Yeah. And that, to me, that's just not acceptable. Right. And... And that's, I have to laugh, that's one of the things that clients, well, I know you'll fight for me. I said, absolutely. And if you're wrong, I don't want, I'm not wrong. I know, but if you're wrong, what's going to happen? You're going to beat me. I will. You're right. With a stick. Because you don't lie to Donna. I don't, I'm not going there. Right. But like I say, you know, 35 years ago, there weren't women, the only women in the industry we're inheriting the business from a dead husband or a dead father. Mm -hmm. That's how you got it. So they didn't know what it was to produce um, from nothing. They didn't, yeah. know, they didn't know how you try to figure out how you're going to do it. Um, I should tell you that my background is State Farm. Wow. I, worked, I worked for a State Farm agent for two and a half years didn't have any business connection insurance before that. Um, he was an absentee dude. Um, wow. So I had a telephone number for New Jersey. Did I make friends? Of course. <laughs> I could get State Farm, the largest auto and, and homeowner insurer in the world, to do stuff because the little girl in that little chair said, listen, if you do this and this, you can suspend that. Oh, great. Got it. Thanks, sweetheart. I, you know, so, so I, I learned a lot. I learned how, I, I always knew how to make friends, but I learned how important friends were mm. in a business situation like that. I'd never had that kind of exposure. I worked in small upstate New York businesses. So, so this, this agent was absentee. And so I, I mean, I signed the applications. I, I mean, I did all of that. Right. And he didn't care. And that was back long enough, enough ago that um, you could, you didn't have to be licensed. Well, and as that changed, I had a, a friend who also was in State Farm who 
who uh, literally sent me all the books from the course on the Greyhound bus, no lie, <laughs> on the Greyhound bus, and I did a self-study spring and summer. Wow. And took the, oh, and, and to take it, you had to either have the 90-hour course in New York or your boss had to sign off on, you had this much experience in this, this much experience in it, which was all baloney because I didn't. But mm-hmm. I, he was intimidated enough. He knew I, was, I, I needed to have him do that. So he signed it. I studied, took it, passed it the first time. Wow. And, uh, and there I was. So I, I, you know, State Farm had been looking at me for an upstate position. My husband came from upstate, would have been an easy, fairly easy transition. But you know, sometimes it's just not, just not what it's meant to be. We were half, we're almost there, leaving at five o'clock in the morning. And my, my son, Michael was less than eight. And he goes, mom, look, look, look at Poke Moonshine Mountain. And I look and I know I'm not going to do it. Mm. Scary. But you know, your gut says that's enough. You're hanging up. So my husband and his father went for coffee and my mother-in-law and I sat and I said, well, you might just well be the first one. I'm not doing this. What? (laughs) What? I said, nope. I said, I don't know what else God has in mind, but this ain't it. Wow. So Tom comes back. We stay a couple of days because the kids want to spend time with grandma. We come back and, and the kids go to school and he says to me, listen to me. I do not want to hear coulda, shoulda, woulda. I don't want to go there. Yep. You better be damn sure. I said, Tom, it's cool. We got this. I go to the unemployment office on the wrong day at the wrong time. And guess what's on the board? Agway Insurance is looking for an agent. That's awesome. I had taken my broker's exam. Okay. So I had that. Yeah. I taken the... And this is back when you had to have, you had to have um, a sponsor to have a life license. Mm-hmm. State Farm sponsored me to take the exam. I had the little piece of paper that says you passed. I had nobody to sponsor me. Well, until I had somebody. Mm-hmm. So I there I was. I was fully licensed, and had oh two boxes full of State Farm stuff that I more than gladly shared because I didn't need it. But <laughs> the first, the first day that I, that I went, um, I had 200 farm X dates. They, they went, where the hell did you get these? I went, well, I could get everything. I made phone calls. Wait, you what? <laughs> How did you get this many? I said, well, I insure a lot of farmers. I said, and then I worked for an oil supply house that I, I, we used to deliver gas to a lot of farmers. I said, I live in small town USA. Mm-hmm. I just made phone calls. They never had anybody do that before. Wow. So, so you know, it was like, okay, my favorite story about Agway, the first year that I was an agent, I was on their board. You walk into their building. Really? It was, Highest PNC, highest life insurance, highest health insurance, da 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 da. Right? I was on their board the whole time. Wow! They moved me from one place to the other. So at one point, I said to my boss, I said, "It was my manager." I said, "Earl, what's the deal? How come you have not said to me, okay, Don, this is what you have to do? 
And he, I thought he's going to fall off his chair laughing. He goes, you don't get it, do you? I went, no, I don't. Why? He said, we don't want to stunt your growth. We want you to just go keep doing what you're doing, kid. You're doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to slow you down. Just keep it right up. And I did. So, you know, and, and, and the cool part is most of the time it was so much fun. I had such a great time. And, and I raised my kids and my husband worked afternoons and, you know, we had a, we had a good time. And I went from Agway to buying the Myers Agency, which was three times my size. Wow. So you sign your, well, twice my size. No, it was three times because I was like a, uh, under 400,000 and this was a, a million three agency that I bought. Okay. Um, and I just did it. Wow. And Tom kept saying, what, what, uh, wait, are you, are you really sure you want to do this? I said, look, it, think about it this way. And, and honest to God, and he just went, you're crazy. I said, if you had, if you could buy a house for $15,000 and you could pay for it in 10 years, would you do it? And your income is 25000 Would you do it? He said, yeah. I said, just add the zeros. He goes, what? I said, add the zeros. I said, because it's the same thing. Yeah. So, so I, and, and I, I think about it. I don't know why I wasn't afraid. I should have been scared to death. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, and I just went ahead and did it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else you want to know. That's the, that was the beginning and it was a great time and a lot of fun. Um, my hardest problem that I ever had is what all small businesses deal with. And what's that? Employees. Make Employee. you want to jump out a window or in front of a bus or <laughs> throw them in front of a bus. Right. <laughs> and and when, you, when you know that my whole gig was empowering women and then find out that sometimes as nice as you are, it doesn't matter. Right. That was, I, it, it, I would say it took me 20 years to figure that out. I used to take it on the nose on a regular basis. Mm. And, and, but I'm the unsinkable Molly Brown. Just come right back <laughs> for more. Yeah. Because it feels good to get punched. But, but mostly it was because I believed that everybody has a kind heart. Yeah. We don't. And, and intellectually, I think I knew that. My heart didn't know that. Mm. And, and so I, you know, I took some kicking around and, and I finally, and, and you might've seen a post about this not too long ago. I finally came to terms with how to do it. This was not about what Donna needed or what Donna required. The agency is a living, breathing entity. Mm. And it requires you to show up on time every day. Everybody else does, so do you. If you cannot manage to do that, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Yeah. It was not Donna with the hammer. Because I don't like doing the hammer thing. I just wasn't really, I wasn't good at it. Mm -hmm. So I, I just did. 
I did that. And I have to laugh, the first gal that I I fired that way, I had Megan, who was my office manager. I said, you're the one who convinced me I need to hire her. You're the (laughs) one who's been doing all of her work for the last four weeks. I said, so you have to be, oh, I don't want, I said, you have to see how this is done. So I did it. And she walked out and Megan looks at me and goes, that wasn't bad. I said, oh, you little cute, I should choke you. You don't have any idea how long it took me to get there. Right. But that's how you do it now. Mm. And, And that's where, that's where for women, we have the hardest time. Mm-hmm. Um, because our heart says, Hey, got kids to feed Jesus. Have it happened. You could do it up all of that. Cause we've been there. Yeah. I've but definitely we kept it too long. <laughs> but we were never that kind of employee. No. Right. That's the other part. So yep. that's where you have to come to terms with. Like Mike Stromso says, hire slowly, fire swiftly. Yeah. And, and, and he is, he is my, he's my go-to guy. He, I have loved him for 20 years plus and, and a wealth of information. I would recommend everybody go to his boot camp once and then sign up because the amount of information varied from Mike and then the membership is mm-hmm. outstanding, more than just outstanding. And and it's it's so cool because he's he's he operates from his heart, mm. which is not how Michael Jans operated or any of many of those other guys. Mike Stromso does, and and that makes it when he says X, Y, and Z, you can take it to the bank, and that's yeah. and that's a big deal. That's really a big deal. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So what, what resources do you feel like in the industry? And, and I know you, you talked about kind of, you know, your journey as far as how you were so alone in so many different aspects, but as you kind of found some tools and some resources, what do you feel like has really made the most difference for you as Mike, far as Mike Stromso? Absolutely. Really? Okay. Mike Stromso and, and Michael Jans in the sense that when I joined the Jans group, there were less than five women. Oh, wow. In 150, in 150 group, uh-huh. um, which was, <laughs> I laugh and say that was cool because I was the only girl between brothers. So I did the guy thing really easy. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just one of the guys and I was okay with that. That never bothered me. Kept everybody from not grabbing your butt or whatever. <laughs> and, and you know how that works. That's a, I, I can be Donna and not have to worry about somebody grabbing me. I'm, I'm all for that. 
Um, so the so the bottom line is that you the the folks that I was exposed to, uh, Russ Russ, our our agent of the month again, um, amazing, amazing. I met him when he came to my my Jans's group, and the reason that he joined was because he wanted to get his wife to be able to stay home with their kids. Mm. That's why he, he wanted to figure out a way so that he could have her stay home. Did it work? Oh, you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. Made a lot of money and a lot of fun. And yeah. that's, you know, that's the, the, the amazing part of those folks. Mm. And, and, and the, the Stromsville guys, a lot of us were from, from uh, Michael Jans. Um, that, that whole, uh, IAOA, which started, pardon me, five years ago was a matter of that. Many of us came from Michael Jans's group. Okay. That's how the, that's the, the whole connection. Um, and, and all of that is, uh, you talk about, and, and I don't know that you see this now with IAOA. I think it was well on its way um, in in Texas, mm-hmm. and there was 125 of us. But when you get to a thousand people, it's really hard to make the kind of connections. Mm. It's hard to make any connections. Yeah, you know, um, and and you have to almost you have to almost um, challenge yourself to meet five new people. Yeah, and make friends with five new people. Absolutely, because there's two. The, the numbers are so big that, jeez, you don't even know. You don't even know which way to go. Yeah. So, but meeting so many different people from so many different different methods, mm-hmm. um, it's. It's really interesting. And like I said, I, 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 I don't pull any punches, mainly because you guys don't have time. Nobody's got time to fiddle around. Here's yeah. the deal. Either do this or hang it up and get the hell out. You, yeah. you do have a choice, which is do it or get out. But you have to think about it and you have to decide consciously like you did when you're father finally said yeah I'm gonna retire this is yours now you know wait what <laughs> I, 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 I. and you go staggering into the bathroom and close the door and go what the hell did I just get into <laughs> and 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 you take two deep breaths and go exactly what I've been waiting for mm. and didn't know it well because you didn't want to look at it because if you looked at it and you didn't get it you'd feel sad again yeah. How women process stuff. Yep. We process it different. And it's okay, but you have to accept it's different. Yeah. And and for me, it's always been fun. Um, I get to, uh, and it's so funny, you're my first little gig. My next little gig is talking to our county town clerks. Oh, cool. Want me to tell, oh, really funny. They want me to tell them how to deal with difficult people. <laughs> and I laughed because I never really had any. And the reason I never had any was because I didn't tolerate them. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a really, that's super. Wow. That's. I didn't. You just didn't tolerate them. It, it, that's it. You come in with your, with your nose twisted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My first question is, what's up? And I let them run down and I go, so my guess is you want me to fix it. You can fix it. Well, what the hell are you here for? Of course I can fix it. <laughs> I can fix it. Nobody's ugly anymore. And and generally speaking, because of the way I operated, because I operated the way I chose to, um, people weren't mad at me. Mm-hmm. Almost never mad at me. Goddamn company. I don't know what they're... Okay, let's show me what you got. Let's see what we got. Well, it would be helpful if you paid your bill on time. Right. What do you mean? Well, here's the printout. It appears... You're getting a cancellation notice because you're paying late. No, I'm paying on time. You're paying this one on time. You missed one. Yep. Let me see that. Or right before cancellation or something like that. Like you paid it two days before cancellation. That's that's not on time. (laughs) Oh, well, no, because he thought he was paying when he thought he was paying the bill when in fact it was the cancellation. Oh, okay. Take a deep breath here, buddy. It's okay. We got this. Now, here's what you're, uh, well, I can't do that. I said, if you can't do that, then you're going to cancel. Now, you have to figure out how to get come up with two payments or, not right now, come up with this one and then in two weeks, come up with the next one and then you'll be on schedule. Yeah. Oh, I think I can do that. Well, then bring them in here so I can make sure they get through. Yeah. I, I stopped taking payments years ago. How did I do that? I said, I don't want to take cash. We had a string of robberies up and down the, the local county route. And oh, all wow. They, all they were taking was cash. Mm. My, my staff in jeopardy or my business in jeopardy. Yep. So the only time we would take cash was on a, on a brand new piece of business because they don't mm. know yet. Right. And then I would educate them. And most people if you could get them on EFT, but we're in the country. So we got a lot of folks, I don't want them messing in my checking account. And I get that. I said, and right. you don't want that, guess what happens to me if you come in here and pay cash? And I tell them the scenario and they go, wow. Yeah, that's why I want you to do something. Else. Oh yeah, that's awful. Well, yeah, try to balance that when you get six companies pulling money out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, that's how it works. And see, and that's the other piece. As I was thinking about what was the biggest thing that changed the way I did business, automation. Absolutely, mm-hmm. automation. Not only that, you knew where you are. Why? Yeah. How could that be? I, I will tell you that I kept a mail book, a mail log. Still keep a mail log. But I kept a mail log because everything that I, anything that I sent out, including new policies, were written down and circled. So at the end of the month, I could just go down and add up, that's my new business. Mm. I will tell you, the first year that I wrote by myself, $100,000 in new business, I was never so tired and I was never so poor in my entire life. And they were so poor? Why were you so poor? poor? Well, because because you weren't seeing the money. Wow. Well, okay. You don't see it that 
right. the first year. Um, the second year, yep. I wrote 120,000 and I was rolling in the shekels. It was like, holy mackerel. But, you know, and then the third year I bought the other agency. So, you know, it was, like I said, it was exciting. I had a great time. It was, it was scary because mm. I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. But I was so blessed with so many underwriters and so many company staff people that they would tell me anything. I mean, here's what I got. I, how do I do this? Well, wait a minute. What about, uh, I don't know. I haven't done that either. Oh, geez. Okay, Don. Here's, here's what you have to do. And they literally <laughs> chapter and verse me. Uh-huh. Do I honestly think many people got that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But then again, most people weren't like me, you know? And, and I, I made, I would go to Agway or I would go to a preferred mutual. You'd have to hug everybody before you got out of the building. Right. Why? Because I finally got your face to match your voice. And we'd already made bestest friends on the phone. Right. You know, and, and I, I know that that was because that's how I chose to do business. Mm. I never had an underwriter give me a, 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 the only underwriter gave me a hard time and I said, excuse me, I don't know if you're having a bad day or a bad life. But generally <laughs> speaking, nobody beats on me with a stick. Yep. What's up? Honest to God. The guy threw up on my shoes almost, right? Oh my goodness. He told me stuff. I am sure after the fact, he thought, what the hell? I, I was the, the right release at the right time. Mm -hmm. and, and he got all done. And I said, do you feel better? Oh, God, I'm so sorry I dumped that on you. I said, no, it's all cool. I said, you needed to get rid of that. And I'm glad you didn't have to throw up on my shoes. I said, I'm just glad you feel better. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I need. Did I get what I needed? Oh, please. Of course I did. And I didn't, it wasn't a manipulation kind of thing. It was, you can't fake genuine. Mm -mm. You can't. And and if it took me 20 minutes more, it didn't bother me at all. Right. Because I was building, I was building a relationship. And mm -hmm. whether you're building a relationship with a client or an underwriter or a company field person or whatever, unless they're total jerks, I got time to, to, to do nice. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? you know, it, it, Absolutely. it only makes sense that if these are the folks that are going to say yay or nay to you, don't get all ugly on them. Right. No, absolutely. That doesn't make you never know. Sense. One thing I've learned too is you never know where somebody's going to be in five years either. So, you know, in the industry, they may now be your whatever underwriter, whatever. Um, they might now be your area rep, whatever, but in, you know, a year to two years, five years, they could be in a completely different position and you can run into them again. It, it's, it's a huge industry, but at the same point, it almost has that, um, that, that super awesome familiarity where you run into people in multiple different situations. Well, and not only that, they don't even have to change companies. Right. All of a sudden you get noticed that Joe Blow, who was an underwriter, is now 
vice president of. <laughs> right. Whoa. And of course, I, I, I have no way to control this. Mm -hmm. I would call and I would say to the secretary, I know that you're supposed to tell him who it is. Just tell him there's a lady on the phone who, who needs to talk to him. Okay. Hands right. the phone. She, she dials it in. He answers the phone and go, you are now rich and famous. What are you going to do for me lately? Uh, happened more than once or twice. And the bottom line is they love the recognition. Yeah. They love the idea that I was happy that they got a promotion. And they didn't forget me. Absolutely. I, you know. And it does, and what's it take? Took a five minutes. What's it cost me? Nothing. Mm -hmm. What did it do for them? Made them feel good. Hey, I could do that. Absolutely. So that's all part and parcel of what my attitude is about how you do business. And mm -hmm. and you know, lots of times tails get twisted and people get all bent out of shape and mm -hmm. and and they want, they want to get, I don't want to say revenge, but they, they want to make a point. I have a point right. to make. And, and I, I, would, I would be that way. I would have a point to make. And I would call my underwriter and say, because you know, they're all, all the phones are tapped anyhow, right? Mm -hmm. I know that this isn't really for you. This is for the bozo who's listening. <laughs> right. and, and, and my underwriter go, oh, Jesus, not. No, it's all right. He knows who it's for. And I would dump. And she's laughing, calls me back on her cell phone from the bathroom and says, you have no idea what you created. I said, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I said, and that's why I said to you, you don't have to say a word. This right. isn't for you. And... I had, I had people showing up at my office or calling me right back when you couldn't leave a message for them. Mm, mm -hmm. Now, you know, my underwriter would just, but you don't do that to somebody you don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and what do the big companies do to us now? They make sure you don't have a relationship. Right. Well, why? That's how you can bank on having the best clients. Yeah. Because nobody wants to jap the, their good underwriter. And as far as the underwriter ever doing more for me than should have been done, maybe once or twice, but I wouldn't put him in that position. Right. Well, that's part of that, part of that relationship. You yeah. Right. You right. Know, I don't want you to put yourself in a position that would endanger your position. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Right. And we make this fit if we can't. I find another home, but you have to, you have to, you have to know, and this is my, this is my big thing. You have to know who your perfect client is. Mm. You have to know what he eats. You have to know what he drives. You have to know where he works. You have to know what he bought his wife for Christmas. That's how you have to know him. Yeah. And if you know that client and that's your target, Anybody who writes anything else in your agency better have an explanation why. Yep. And if they don't have an explanation, that client, which you would not have chosen, becomes theirs. Mm. You with that SOB because I ain't playing with them. <laughs> There's right. a reason we have chosen who we want to deal with. Yep. 
And, and if you don't want to cooperate that way, we may have to rethink the whole thing. Yeah. Well, and nobody wanted to hear that either. Well, but that's the reality. You know, it, it's called, if, if you know who that target is, you don't deal with anybody else. Now, yeah. occasionally you'll have the mother-in-law's brother or you'll have, you know, that kind of stuff. And you go in that with your eyes open. Right. But you don't get hornswoggled into stuff anymore. And, and once you figure that out, and I said this to Erin Nutling two years ago, once you figure that out, sweet girl, you own the world. You mm -hmm. own the world. You don't play with people that are not nice to you, that, that, are, that are not going to cooperate. I don't play with them. I'm sorry. And, and I, I do the blonde thing where you rock your head back and forth. I'm so sorry. We don't have a market for that. Go across the road. They have, I'm sure they do. That's like saying, get the hell out of my space before I punch you. you know, in I, a nicer I, way. <laughs> so, you know, but that's how you have to figure out how you want to do this. Right. And it's, a, it's such a joyful business. And, and when I say that, people will go, what? You're dealing with people all day? Well, if you like people, and I do, um, and you have only chosen to deal with pleasant, lovable people, how could it be anything but a great trip? Right. You know? So, so you know, you, you have your days, you have your moments, you have some people that are dumbasses, but, but in the scheme of all of it, you have a great time. You take really good care of people. It allows you to do things in your community that you would never otherwise be able to do. Mm. Um, I, I, I would, you know, I was probably tithing, for lack of a better way of saying it, a 10% of my gross to my community every year. Nice. And, and I did it because I could. Back in the beginning, I didn't have two nickels to rub together, but I'd give you $10. Mm -hmm. I reached a point where I never gave less than 250. Right. And they all wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, and they all wanted it. And, and one of, one of the things that when I was recognized in the community, one of the things was that, you know, everybody's got their favorite charity except Donna. She gives to everybody. Yeah. But it, it's because a, I could and B they needed it. I need to right. give it to somebody who, you know, was not in need. And I was, I was glad that I could make a difference. I will tell you in retirement, what I miss more than anything is making a difference. Mm. I made a difference every day with everybody that I touched. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't anymore, but I did discover when I went to San Diego, that I'm still Donna. I'm still doing all the things Donna did. So what's the issue? And you often don't have quiet head time. You just don't. So, mm -hmm. But I had it on the way in, in San Diego. And, and here's what I realized. It's not that I'm not, the cycle and the circle isn't completed. It's that the language is different. Mm. I'm going to say that again because that was big to me. 
Yeah. The language is different. So that it, it's easiest for me to say the cycle used to, the circle used to be insurance. And now it's not. It's a different language. I haven't, I hadn't yet figured out how to interpret what was coming at me. And once I got that, I went, well, hell, I can, I can learn another language. That's no big deal. Right. I, I can do that. But I stopped beating myself up saying, I'm not making a difference. Mm. I was like, I always did. Um, and, and I'm okay with all of it. You know, it, it's worked out. It's worked out well. And, and I'm hopeful that my little podcast with you and my little thing with the, with the town clerks and wherever else things may have to go or will go that it'll be cool. But, um, I'm, I'm so glad that you didn't ask me questions because I, I don't know whether I covered it all. You, you did. You list. did. You know, you, you are astounding. You are fabulous. I mean, there's just so much gold here. I mean, there's so many, so much wisdom. And I am so appreciative of you just taking the time. And you did. You covered all the questions that I, I would normally ask. You did a fabulous oh, job. I'm glad. You are amazing. And um, I really, really genuinely, I know that we kind of talked in passing or quickly at the, at the conference, but I would, I would always love to talk to you any moment, any day. You have, you have so much character and Here's wisdom. Here's what I would like awesomeness. to figure out how we have to do this. Mm -hmm. um, I would love at the next meeting in Tampa okay. to have 50 women. We all go to dinner. We all, I don't know where we have to go. A, a room in back of the bar, who cares? Um, <laughs> and have everybody be able to share one conquest or one beat my head against the wall. Mm. Because we all have them. Yeah. And, and the cool part is with 50, by the time you got to 32 or 28, you would have probably solved most of them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, because we all have the same ones. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would like to, because you're a mover and shaker. You know what? Why don't we do that? I'm going to commit to you right now that in one way or another in Tampa, we will have a, a women's dinner event, like you said, in the back of a bar, something, a meetup type thing. And we yeah. will do that. Because I, I think that um, one of the things that I know is, and I appreciate you saying that I have so much wisdom and all of that. Uh, you know, I laugh when I say I'm a pioneer. Yeah, but I don't, I don't have the wagon. Why? I, <laughs> um, I didn't know I was a pioneer when I was doing it. The, right. My bottom line is that there are so many things that I had to learn trial and error mm. that you don't have to learn that way now, but there's things enough like it that you go, the hell am I doing wrong? Why yeah. haven't I figured this out? Well, because there's that little step right there that you didn't even know you needed. And 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 it's like somebody turned the lights on in a dark room. And, yeah. and that's that's the kinds of things that I want to share because that's what makes people decide this is not the industry for them. Mm. And and I, I don't know that we lose a lot of women. 
because I, I and I laughed when when Dave goes, well, you know, it's only 20 percent. I said, give me a break, buddy. I've been around since it was 2 percent. Right. That's <laughs> huge. Don't even go there. Um, 20 percent is is a great number. I want to see it 25 in the next five. And I think it will be. Yeah. But again, it's not that the women aren't starting businesses. They're not joining IAOA. The mm. question is, and, and, and the question would be, why would that be? Yeah. If nobody's invited them. B, they don't know anything about it. Or C, and this is the scary one, anytime they've ever gotten involved in a group like this, it sucked raw eggs. Oh, yeah. Haven't we all been there, too? Haven't yeah, we have been. Yep. So, so what we have to do or is... It just gets to be too much, or you just don't want to deal with all the noise. I mean, I think in a lot of groups, there's just so much noise, and you don't know really where to get what you need from it. Right. And, and one of the good things about IAOA is that you, you make the connections, and then maybe you meet them, maybe you don't, but you, you've made a connection. Mm-hmm. And you can send a message to somebody going, listen, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Here's what I got. Help. Mm-hmm. Not to, not out into the, into the ethernet, but just to somebody. Yeah. And that somebody says, look at, here's the first thing. Take a deep breath, pour a glass of wine. Here's what you're going to have to look at. Yep. And, and sometimes it's not easy and sometimes it's not tasty. Right. Always it's, it's more info than you had before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it gets you one more step down the road and then you figure out what you need to do down the next step, you know, and it's, it's, it's just such a, a gradual and, and I've, I've used the word multiple times today, but it's, it's a tenacity that we have to have. It's that, it's that. Cons- My middle name. Yeah. You have to be tenacious in this industry to get what you want. And especially as a business owner, you have to be tenacious because you know, if one thing, um, you know, if, if, if you don't get the answer you want, or you don't know exactly if you're in the right space or whatever, just ask a couple questions because something else will occur that will put you on the right path to either ask the right questions to get what you need or put you in contact with where you need to go. And it's that tenaciousness of constantly working within that space. It's going to get you exactly where you want to go. And you're going to be thrilled and happy when you get there. You know, it's just, we can't get, we can't get, we can't get down in the mud too much. We can't get our head stuck. Well, and, and the other piece is you got to know the right question to ask to get the answer you need. Yep. And yep, sometimes absolutely. we're not there. And, and sometimes you have to talk your way through where you are to get to where you get the right question. You go, yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Well, I got an answer for that. Yeah, but you don't know that. Yeah. You, know? you really don't know that. So, so it's, I'm so glad we did this and I'm glad that you think I did good. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know what? You have absolutely, like I said, been a complete delight. So we're going to go ahead and wrap on up. Um, This has been the, uh, uh, this has been the Power Women in Insurance podcast and with the Power Woman, Donna. Now, Donna, if somebody is interested in connecting with you, how would they go ahead and reach on out and connect with you to be able to get some more of your wisdom? Okay. Um, My email address is Donna at LevineAgency.com. Um, perfect and i i do not ignore my emails i'm not i'm not watching it 
three times a day, but I do check it daily. That's because I have I have kids that live away, and it's yeah. like, Ma, check your email. <laughs> yeah, all right, I will. <laughs> I love it. All right, love and it. and I and I I would be more than glad to help anybody. Um, I as I have often said to my clients, I'll give you a hug and I'll give you a kick in the butt, all at the same time, because sometimes we need both of them. Yep. Absolutely. And it's the people that truly love you that'll do that too. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.